<laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Kafaru Cast. Uh, we have a hell of a group here today. We've got uh, to my right, Santino. Santino, introduce yourself. Hello, he's it's Santino here. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you just listening, he's hammering down a big coffee right now. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm on my second cup, trying to get energized. You know what? I'm in the flannel thing. Dude, I'm going to have to have you get me one of them shirts. He's wearing a pimped out Fjall Raven plaid as trad shirt and a kick-ass Yeti hat, which is about all I could afford from them. <laughs> we got Tort Life across from the round table. Yo. That's, That's all I got. got this time. <laughs> got this morning. And Luke from Gladiators Like to Feast. <laughs> the one Cadillo. and only. Did the I say Cadillo? You can say whatever you Cadillo. want, Aaron, Cadillo. but Frank or Santino, it's Cadillo. <laughs> no, it's Cadillo. Cadillo. See, my, my daughter's is, is is shockingly white, and she can speak Spanish, and she always, she's like, you say it like a white guy, Dad. I'm like, okay, I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> but she she uh, she uh she can roll the- The arse? I, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. She she orders uh, Mexican food for us, and she pulls it off like a champ, and I do sound like a white dude when I'm ordering Mexican food. I can't can't pull it off, but she, I, I've got her there to help me out, so- yeah. So yeah, this just actually had a happenstance. Santino was coming to visit me. Luke doesn't like me, so he was coming to visit Frank. <laughs> and when Santino was here, I'm like, hey, you want to knock out a podcast? And then uh, Luke, like a bad penny, rolled up in the big tundra. So <laughs> now we're all in here. Uh, I'm, I'm heavily outnumbered, by the way, for those of you listening. Um, you guys all like me, right? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You're now the minority. Son of a, we got people calling like crazy. So uh, we were initially, Frank and I, just because of um, a lot of the emails and messages and things like that, we're, we're going to do a podcast on kind of a, the lost art of field craft. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, buzz going around with that new site from Garmin. Uh, my feelings on it, Frank's feelings on it. We have not actually talked about this ahead of time with these two because they just showed up. So uh to, I mean, to me, as far as that site, um, I don't really give a shit if you put it on your bow or not, but I do feel that it's kind of a Band-Aid uh, maybe for, for for not practicing enough. It, it uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the site, but I think that it's one of those um, uh, out of many, many different ways you can catapult yourself uh, instead of you're skipping the hard work portion, right, is what I'm getting It's going to give people a false sense of confidence. Well, yeah. It's not even hard work. It's the fun part of it. You got to talk into the mic there, Chuckles. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's not even the hard part, you know? It's the fun part they're taking out, you know? The practicing is what's fun. Yeah. And talking I, about practice. I, I think uh, what what Frank and, and Luke had just said is, is exactly what I'm talking about. It's fun to go to a 3D course and practice judging yardage. It's it's fun to shoot your bow. And, and I think that uh, in the industry today, it seems like there's a lot of um, uh, Band-Aid fixes uh, that technology tries to cover up. Now, I'm not against technology at all. Um, I'm not against GPSs. I, I have a watch GPS. I'm not against, uh, you know, range finders. I'm not against any of that. I just think that... Using a rangefinder is fine, but when the, if the rangefinder goes down, you should be able to have a pretty good idea of how far stuff is, or at least practice that type of you know practice judging yardage. Yeah, I don't think people like to learn learn the hard way anymore. Learn from experience. They just want to skip. They use, especially with the internet right now, they just want to skip over, you know, learning for yourself and going to to the next level. It seems like. No, I I agree. I think that translates into a lot of other conversations with. 
you know, you get on social media, you put some camo on and, you know, you got a bow and then all of a sudden you're Insta famous. And (laughs) I think that, you know, there's some, uh, you know, people that are out there delivering the right message. I think that's all great and fine. But like the Garmin site back to, you know, what we're talking about, I was at ATA this year and it was definitely the hotness, right? Everybody was talking about it. So I went over there and I work with those guys, know some of the guys at Garmin and they walked me through the site and it's fantastic. It's a cool idea when I saw it and they had just a demo riser that you could hold up. I was pretty impressed, but to Aaron's point, you know, if you're going to use a site like that, you know, I don't care one way or the other, but I think that it's your responsibility as a hunter and knowing equipment, just like reading a map, like having a GPS that works is great. But if you go out and you're hunting and your GPS takes a dump or you run out of batteries or it gets cold or something like that happens, like how are you going to be able to get back to, especially if you're in a new state hunting, how are you going to be able to get back to your truck or wherever you need to go? Uh, the one, the concerns that I have with that site is hunting in Colorado. Sometimes archery elk hunting, you'll wake up and it's 32 degrees and there's fog and I, I know there's some guys that have hunted with like clarifiers because, you know, their vision's going bad. And one of the biggest issues with that is, is you start getting fog. You know, most guys will never hunt with the lens, but if they hunt with the clarifier or something like that, and they're trying to see their pin, um, you know, they might have issues with fog or, you know, and, and that could be everything from you being successful or not. If a bull walks out on a foggy morning and your sight is fogged up, like how are you going to, you know, you take the shot or, or you shouldn't if you can't see your target. But I think that just having that lens and that little, to me, that's just, it's just enough. Like I work so hard all year round trying to get my setup dialed in. So when the time comes that I can just be as prepared as possible. And the last thing I would, I would just hate is if that thing fogged up or the battery went out or something crazy happened where I accidentally left it on and, um, or even if just it failed. Like the technology failed. I think when you set up a site and you have your pins and everything's locked in, there's some great site companies out there that make a heavy duty site to where, you know, I, I beat the heck out of all my gear. And I just, you know, I, I do that and I train with it all summer long, making sure that when I get out of the truck and, you know, I start hiking and start doing my hunt, I don't want that thing to fail on me. That would be Luke. Was, yeah, that would be Luke. I'm like, what's going on? What's fucking with your phone, getting, Luke? Yeah, reverb. Um, so. Well, I think that uh, one of the things that was brought up in a screenshot, because um, um, Gritty Bowman did a, a podcast about this and he went down and used it. And I saw, and I haven't talked to Brian about this yet, is um, he, a guy had commented about it. And Brian said, I think it's hogwash if you're using binoculars and a rangefinder because it's the same thing. And um, I don't agree with that at all because that's like saying a crossbow is the same as a compound. It fucking ain't. It's cocked for you already, right? It's, it's not the same thing. Well, you have to use binoculars and you have to use a rangefinder, put it down, draw your bow back. Well, this site does all that for you. So is 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 a rangefinder technology? Well, yeah, of course it's technology, but it, it's kind of like saying, a, to me anyway, a, a crossbow is the same as a compound. Right. It's giving you a higher advantage above what a rangefinder even does. And and that's a line that everybody everybody has their own line that they're willing to cross or not willing to cross. And and my p- point is is if you like the site or what that's great just don't skip the hard work portion. Go out and learn how to you you know learn how to judge yardage. Um, go out learn how to read a map or whatever it is that you're doing. I just think that reading some of the 
different things that have been sent to me. And I don't know what's been sent to you, Frank, but I, I, I don't think saying that, oh, well, with this specifically with this site, if you drive a vehicle to your hunting spot and if you use really nice binoculars and use nice clothing, it's the same thing as using this site. Well, that's like saying, well, you use a thirty out six. Why don't you use a you know Tomahawk missile? <laughs> there's <laughs> like, different, there's, a, there's different a line. levels of yeah. technology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and again, maybe that line is farther for some people than than others, right? Where right. they draw it. Well, there, there's a responsibility factor factor there too. Like I, last year, I went to the Total Archery Challenge at Big Sky, mm-hmm. and I was looking at my D loop. Felt like I should have changed it out. Didn't. Did punch you punch my, yourself? Oh yeah, punch <laughs> myself right in the face on the Sitka course, and I always carry everything that I need to like if there's a backup. But I'm not I'm not a Bowtech. I should be as much as you know as far as being able to fix something like that. But literally walked down maybe 200 yards and there was a guy that owned a shop, new Phil, and he set me up. And before again, just got super lucky with yeah. being able to walk 200 yards and there was a bow tech there that fixed it right there on the spot so that was great but if that would have been a hunting situation and i didn't have a guy like that there i would have had to go all the way back to town and i, I know guys that have done it yeah. i've had guys that literally have driven because they didn't have the right bow shop anywhere close to them had to come to phil's shop and then go back out hunting because they cut their string or something like that happened so uh just like anything else i think you you always you use what you can and whatever, whatever, like you said, line you're willing to cross or whatever the legal method is, you know, use all those advantages. If it's going to potentially make you a better shot, well, then great. But I think still, like you shot ASAs, learning how to judge yardage. I use a rangefinder. I love it. It's a great tool. But at the same time, when a bull's 40 and in, I don't use my rangefinder. Like I, I, I know, okay, out to 50, that's where it's at. And then I can just mark everything. I got a freaking recurve in my hand. I still pack <laughs> it. I do. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I still pack it because it just gives me a frame of reference of, you know, you get used to that sight picture. I don't gap shoot really until um, it's out there to, at 40, but it still gives me a reference of, around me or whatever. Um, and I just, I think that, um, if anything, I'm trying to get across in this, you know, one hour bullshit, this bullshit session is about to happen is earn the, the, you know, hard work is not, you, you can't replace anything with, with hard work and just learning it. Like Frank's learning to tune bows. He's learning about veins, arrows, spine, everything like that. I mean, I don't, you, you're head and shoulders from where I, when I initially met you. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm still learning every day and I got to thank the guys over at No Limits, Hog Nuts and, uh, and Bo. Those guys helped me out a ton. And Phil and Brady. I thought it was Hog Balls. <laughs> you called them Hog Balls, didn't you? <laughs> A.K.A. Jason. Yeah. A.K.A. Jason. Yeah, those guys are awesome. They helped me out. And I, I bounced probably 10 questions off you every day. And I either get a good answer or get something like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> I never say you're stupid. Oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. Every now and then, Frank will say something, and I'll have not had enough sleep or maybe not enough Copenhagen, and I get there's an the, the answer is a little more snappy than it may have been with a little more sleep. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lord. But I like to I don't I like to I like to learn. I mean, it, it, it's you better. you are not good at learn. You're good at learning the hard way. You're yeah. good at learning by doing it, <laughs> which is good. I mean, yeah. it, it retains better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then learning like, well, like land nav, you learn that the hard way. You paid attention the day after you guys got slightly misplaced. Yeah. That uh, wasn't a big deal though. That no, no. But I mean, the next day you're like, show me what you were talking about. And mm-hmm. I showed you. Um, and I, I, you know, trying not to, I, I don't want to ruffle too many feathers with this whole thing with technology. Cause I wear Sitka, I wear first light. I use a 
fucking $5,700 Swarovski 95 spotting scope and I carry it with happiness. I don't know what my camera gear's worth. I carry that too. I got a GPS. I got a watch that'll do everything but wipe my ass. Yeah, I like technology. For sure. Um, but I can also manually land nav. I can range. I can judge yardage like son of a bitch. I can build a fire out of, of a ferro rod or just about anything else. But when shit goes downhill, something breaks, I can do that. And that's my point is I think people really need to focus on learning those things as well, not put the Band-Aid on. You know, the Band-Aid may be good. It may take place to something, but definitely learn learn field craft, learn archery. I mean, learn how to tune your bow, like you just said. You know, learn how to tie a D-loop on, learn whatever. Like, pick those things up as time goes on. I'm still, well, like, let's say fly, you're a fly fishing fool. Do you kill it? If I had a fly rod that would, uh, you know, just whip that fly out there for me, right? <laughs> right. Am I a fly fisherman? Fuck no. I bought a piece of gear that made me one. Right. Thank would you. you agree with that? No, yeah, I, no absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I like to buy one of those. <laughs> 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 Little there, master splinter out there in the river. Where's there, my Ninja Turtle? <laughs> that's right. There, there is technique and there, you know, there's skill set that comes to it. I uh, Just completely being transparent, the guys that I fish with, those guys are – you know, they, they have a reason why they do it. Like when I go out there, they, yeah, I, I guess I would get made fun of because I don't have no rhyme or reason. But what I do know how to do is find fish, identify them. And I know how to put my line in front of their mouth to where when they eat it, set the hook, you know, fish on. But it's funny because the guys that I fish with, they're like, I don't know how you do this. Like I probably look like a guy that doesn't know how to fly fish or at least when I first started, but I was super successful doing it. So I, at, at the end of the day, I'm like, Frank, I have to learn the hard way. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've spent, like, you know, cast, you know, doing wind knots and, you know, stepping on, just just doing stuff that I guess that would be on etiquette. But, again, once you learn all that kind of stuff, there is an appreciation. And when I started fishing with the guys that I'm fishing with now, like Levi and Juan, it made a, it made a huge difference. I guess it made me understand why I was doing what I was doing. I still do have my own technique compared to those guys, but I can appreciate all the information that I've learned from those guys. So it's kind of the same point. Okay, gotcha. And you, but you, so you're saying they were better fly fishermen than you and you've learned from them, but you naturally had an ability to fly, find fish? Yeah. Yeah. So like the way that we fly fish is, or the way that I fly fish, I like to go sight casting where I can identify, it's like hunting. I can find a fish and I can cast to that fish. I don't like blind casting. Blind casting is where you're just there fishing in water and letting your line go down and you're fishing fishy water. Taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, what I am saying, the guys that I've, I've fished with, these guys have put, you know, 10 plus years, you know, Juan's over 20 years in like being a fly fisherman. So he can identify, like knows what he's doing, knows every setup versus with me. I'm like, dude, just give me a pole and a rod and I'll go catch fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I try to simplify things and I've had a lot of success doing it. So I don't, I don't say who's the better fisherman, but I would say more than, more than <laughs> most times, like. He We're busted, out fishing a lot of people. He busted ass is why I'm laughing. You oh, farted no. in you, Luke. No, <laughs> you I did not. I did it's not. Deep. Is you smell This it? is a small room, man. I did come not. On now. I did not. But, I mean, that's a good example. If I <laughs> if I if they come out with a, a fly rod that'll just launch that fly out there, I'm missing all of the wind knots, which I've done, the brush behind me, learning how to barrel or roll cast. I'm, I'm missing all of that. Right. And I've catapulted myself into yarding out fish at you know spooling the 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 reel basically you know right and i don't think that that me personally i don't think that's a the the correct way to to do it i think that you should you know learn those things and again i'm not against the site i don't want any fucking hate mail about me hating on the site what i am all for though is guys learning to judge yardage learning how to aim down and uphill you know all those different things 
nothing wrong with the site, um, you know, at all. I think, uh, you know, also one of the things that gets, um, uh, how would you say, you, you can only scout so much. Well, you brought this up last night. You can only scout so much on the computer, right? right. Some people have a knack for find. You have a knack for finding areas to, to hunt with animals on them, right? Yep. Whether that be knocking on doors, uh, hiking into the wilderness. Now, I understand if you're coming from back east, you may not have the financial ability to make multiple trips, but you're only going to be able to get so far from looking at Google Earth after that. Excuse me, it's going to be knowing animal behavior, knowing terrain, and going from there. And that's something else that, I mean, nothing wrong with hopping on a forum and asking guys for advice. Everybody does it. But learning animal behavior, learning to read a map, learning you know, all those things are important. And I think that gets skipped a lot this day, you know, in this day and age, too. It's all about instant satisfaction. 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 I mean, yeah. Strategy. George Bush. Bosnian satisfaction. I don't know. It just people can get whatever they want on the internet, and they don't put their boots on the ground and, and work hard for it. I guess. It's, well, and you know, when you start out and you're so excited, like that's one of the things that I just felt so passionate about with archery. And even just meeting you, you were like one of the first guys that I met and you opened a lot of doors for me, Aaron. So I, you know, I'm always grateful for that. But at the same time, always pick your brain. And, you know, I've had some success in the field and been, you know, very thankful for, you know, the animals I've been able to, you know, take over the last few years. But I think ultimately when I meet people like this year, I hunt in Montana and I met guys in Montana that were successful and picked their brain, asked questions. And uh, I, I think, you know, I always say the more you learn, the less you know. And I think that that's but like Luke, when you started hunting, you got several guys, including myself, that you hunted with. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't know what I was able to uh, impart to you other than don't drink before opening day yeah. <laughs> and hard wake life. up late. But uh, other than that, like you hunted with some guys that have had some success and like have taught you, you know, alpine hunting compared to, you know, where, where you grew up in Nebraska doing doing low level stuff. So I think it's just having that open, open mindset. And again, with fishing or hunting, like there's. I've been fortunate enough, you know, living here in Colorado and and all of us, I would say, are fortunate enough to learn from guys like, you know, Aaron, Phil, people that have had experience that have shot on a professional level and just doing everything you can. Because I, I know when I have met people and they've seen us shoot or they've met guys like Phil or Aaron, there's just a whole nother level and, you know, third axis tuning and all these things that a lot of people don't think about. And now with today's technology, the information's out there and people are starting to become more savvy of that and become better archers. So it's just like hunting, you can, or even this site, sure, you can use it for a while, but what you're saying, Aaron's spot on, like you should, it is your responsibility. If you want to be better, if this is something that's going to be a lifestyle, you should learn all that stuff because there's not always going to be a guy like you or, you know, somebody that has all this knowledge to hold your hand. Like this year, I'm going to Utah, uh, got a hunt, elk hunt set up there and I'm doing everything I can to, you know, learn the area that I'm going to be in, try to pinpoint it. And then this summer, I'm going to spend a lot of time scouting it. At, you know, again, I got a lot of guys that are willing to help because it was a limited draw tag that I, I drew. But at the same time, like I want to make sure when I show up that I'm ready and capable, you know, to be in an area I've never hunted before, don't know that much about other than from other people's experience. So. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, Frank, what have, uh, what would you say you've learned the last four years the most? What have you picked up? Jeez, man. It's probably the archery stuff. Just learning the proper form. I think I came with a too long of a bow, um, wrong arrows. I don't know. I mean, it's been a lot, a lot to learn, but slowly but surely, it's, it's. I've, I've learned some. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be the guy to ask for a ton of in, of uh, 
of information on it, but I'm, I'm learning myself and then kind of getting there. Yeah, but you're. it's not like you don't go shoot without me. You go shoot all the time. I mean, you know how to sight in your bow, things like that, and everything else, and you're picking it up little by little. He's humble. That's why I like him. Yeah. He's a yeah. humble dude. He knows a lot more than <laughs> than I know. I guarantee you that. He's just humble. I yeah. like that. What do you like, Luke? What do uh, you know? I, mean, I, I like his <laughs> smile. <laughs> I tell you what, about the whole Garmin thing, yeah. though, I, I, I understand why people would like it because – there's some times like this last season, I, I stackpiled some pins. Mm-hmm. Like I got panicked. I had a big old white tail and I was like, which one's 30 yards? <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out. Like yeah. I really did. And I shot low and I'm was, I could have threw myself. I, I could have whipped my own ass. I seriously was so <laughs> mad, but you know, Death so match now 2000. I, yeah. Luke for splinter. I'm my own ass. <laughs> right. So I understand like the technology of it, you know, there's, but that, of it, that would be a band aid. It would two, be a band aid. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, uh, at the same time, you know, at the band aid. Now, let's say if I wounded that animal, you know, yeah. would that have prevented that? That would that site prevented that? Cool. Yeah. And I no, would have still got it. Possibly. And I think like the devil's advocate could be. They may allow crossbows and you can shot it with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where some of the, you know, once in a, that's not my personal opinion. I'm just saying that yeah. that's where some people look at this. Well, if the site's okay, it's, we're only a few steps away from the crossbows. Okay. Right. And everything being joined is where the argument comes from. And, and it is a valid argument. And again, you know, would it, um, you know, fix that? It, it might, it could, it could have. Right. Um, and is it valid enough to say, okay, well, if that's going to stop or slow down wounding some animals, is it okay? Or is it the old school mentality of pull your head out of your ass and just hit the animal, right? Yeah. It's very, very, you know, it's very, there's great cases on both yeah, sides or great points debatable. on both that's sides. That's why it's here. That's why we're talking yeah, about it. And for some people, when they use that site, they'll, they may be more accurate or whatever the case is, but it's no different than a rifle. Like I would... I would think that you could probably be a little bit more proficient, you know, shooting quarters at 100 yards with a rifle with the right optics, the right setup, especially shooting off a bench, right? But then, you know, an elk or a bear or whatever it is that you're hunting walks in front of you. And I've seen guys that have some of the most accurate equipment and they miss. So some of it, you know, is more user error than... Killer's a killer. Was Was there this much discussion when that Bushnell, or is that who makes it, or Burris or whatever, they make a scope... Oh, the eliminator? A, yeah, yeah, that has a rangefinder in it, and then it lights up a, a dot wherever you need to, to hold over. There, were, Yeah, they, they didn't do as good a job at releasing. Garmin did a great job yeah. releasing this. Oh, yeah. They asked me to go on that same, the, the hog hunt thing or whatever it was. Um, and, I mean, they did a great job. They marketed the crap out of it. I, You know, they had the guy in the tree and the arrows flying, you know, and you see the broadhead. <laughs> it was pretty fucking cool, right? I mean, I mean, it was a, it's a very sellable thing. And when you talk about age groups, right, I'm, how old are you? 37. 33. Oh, yeah, I'm crushing all of you. Fuck. Um, <laughs> for me, I'm looking at that like, that site's not going to do me any good. I'm setting my ways. You know, I haven't had a problem killing yeah. with the site I got. Right. But rewind 20 years, a 20-year-old kid, he's yeah, not, I'm not calling all 20-year-olds kids, you get what I mean, twice your age. He's looking at that, he sees that arrow come down, broadhead spinning in slow motion. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got mountain wood. That fucking side is badass. <laughs> well, he just skipped that 10 years from 20 to 30 or 18 or 15 to 25 of the hard-earned misses and learning how, you know, he, he skipped that. Now he's going to go right to that site. 
and he may or may not learn as much as he possibly could going about it the hard way. And is that right or wrong? Well, I, I'm no one to judge. I'm just pointing it out. The little millennials. Well, part, yeah. of, part, part of that arrow spinning, though, too, now you got broadhead tuning issues and learning that. And if you just put that side on and think it's going to make you more accurate, there's so much that go. Well, and, and this is something that I've learned. I put so much work in just building an arrow. Yeah. And before I go hunting and making sure that it spins right, especially now that I'm doing the fixed broadhead deal like that, it, it's a whole nother game. So there's so much, so many more factors. And then does it have um, uh, third axis tuning? I, I think it does. Okay. I think you can level all that out. Okay. Um, and I'm, again, I haven't shot it. I've only looked at it in my hands. So. I didn't ask that question either when I looked at it. I saw it too. But sure that, it that would be another thing because as soon as you start, you know, doing tree stand, you know, extreme angles and stuff like that, what's going to be your, your point of contact, all that. Yeah, factors in. What are those cost? Thousand like, bucks, yeah, another thousand bucks. Yeah. How much? Oh, you, I, I didn't ask the price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was expensive. Yeah. Um, and Luke's going to get one. <laughs> no, no. Well, I'm looking at it like you know, I you know because I bring a lot of guests on my show and stuff like that, and people are like, "Oh man, how much is that? You got a driver? I don't have a driver." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got fixed pins, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I just think back, you know, like, well. You want to buy a range, you got to buy a range finder if I'm getting guys started yeah. outdoor, you know, buy some binos, buy a range finder. Well, I mean, technically, you know, you could not buy a range finder and buy this garment and have everything all in one. Yeah, sort of. Um, I mean, I mean, within, you really can't. With, that's a good he's, point. Just, he's just set in old school ways. Aaron oh, is skills. I'm just set. for archery. You yeah. can't use it. You know what I mean? You, you can't use it for gun hunting. Right. But yeah, for archery. Yeah, for um, archery is what I'm yeah. doing. No, and, and, and that's why I was just well, looking at, thinking that, like, you know, if I'm. But on a stock, and again, the, uh, you, right, old school ways, deer's 400 out. I'm ranging things on the stock to know my my target reference points. Yeah. I get to this rock, I'm 300 away. I get to this rock, I'm now whatever 175. I get to that bush, I'm in the danger zone. You can do that shit with that sight. Yeah. You're not. And I use my range finder for that constantly on a, on a stock. And it could be um, the simple fact. Sometimes I don't do it as much. I used to draw maps on my arms on a stock, and I would <laughs> range it, and then I would draw what was what. It gets confusing on long distance stocks and I would draw these distances and I know my pace count. So I'd make sure I was at the right rock. I'd look back and range the other one and I know I was at the right rock. No kidding. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Frank, would you say that's applicable at 12,000 feet oh, when dude, all rocks every, look the same? Yeah, they all look the same, <laughs> especially when a different yeah. point of reference when you get on the other side of a yeah. basin or whatever. Yeah. And so when you can't, don't have somebody flagging you in, again, old school methods, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're sitting in one spot and you got your forearm and I literally take a pin and I draw this point and I'll draw a tree and I'll put the distance. Yeah. So when I get to that tree or bristle comb is what it usually is, I'm ranging back to where I was. I'm like, okay, I'm at target reference point one or TRP. Next one, you ain't doing that shit with that site. You can't. So no. you're not going to get rid of that yeah. on high country hunts or sheep hunts or whatever. The other thing too is also... I mean, for the way that, that I use it, um, you're, you're probably not going to get to practice judging yardage as much because you can walk around with a rangefinder at work. You can walk around with one in the woods and you can practice judging all day. Again, it's a band-aid. You're catapulting over that huge hump mm -hmm. of cluster fucks of 10 years to learn with that site. I don't think there's anything wrong with the site. At all, I mean, it's cool. I just think that some people might use it to for a band aid, you know, for yeah. for issues. In your case, your band aid, where yeah. a, a twenty through seventy looked like all the same, all the yeah. same. Yeah, 
<laughs> it was bad. It's not, it's not gonna a vision be, thing too. <laughs> it's not going to be legal in Colorado anyway. Yeah, yeah. No. I was going to well, say almost all the western states. Uh, I no, would guess, right? it's it's, it's legal in more states. Wyoming, it's legal. Um, well, you couldn't really? even have remember the light back in the on those one sites. You we still used to can't have, you still yeah, can't, you have, can't have those here, right? Yeah. yeah no. So well, how, you, how you can't have a GoPro on your limb technically. Yeah, you got to have everything tested. Yeah, was that last year they well Luminox just got legalized too well that's the thing like i don't use luminox Uh at at, i mean i hate luminox not they don't hit the same as my normal knocks right and so i uh, love them well i was just gonna say (laughs) they look fucking cool it makes (laughs) total sense to me and i was more for luminox because one once it goes through the animal you can find it easier now to me if if um if i'm okay with that why am i not okay with the site well no matter how good of a tracker you are it's fucking hard to find that arrow after it goes through an animal there's no way around it right um so i mean maybe i'm being hypocritical with that but i don't i've never used a luminoc but i like the idea i've seen them in action flies through the animal and you go right i mean when i shot that that buck in in uh, alabama that would have been a good i found my arrow in 30 minutes i would have found it in about Point three seconds because it would have been a giant red, you know, mm-hmm. glowing thing sticking out, and I would have went over and grabbed it. Um, so I mean, obviously, you know, there's some things. I guess my line is blurred because there's some things I'm okay with, some things I'm not. I just don't think a luminoc is catapulting you ahead of anything. Maybe if you're a shitty tracker, you know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely noticed the worst you are as a shot, the better tracker you are. Frank, you were a hell of a tracker out there. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you were finding shit. That, you were doing amazing out there tracking. I was like a hound dog in Alabama, dude. Were you? They were like, go find that deer. I'm like, I'm on it. Finding <laughs> sheds and shit on oh, the yeah. way. Have here's a little your, tip jar out. Here's your arrow. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I got an arrow over here. Yeah. Well, that's a good example. We found his arrow, but he said he shot it last light. We couldn't find his arrow. It took an hour. To find his arrow? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, it took a we while. didn't. We couldn't even. We hardly had any blood on the field that it, where that deer went in for. Yeah, we couldn't figure out where it went on the field. And then we found his arrow, and then you know, we, it was raining or something. Yeah, too. pissed That's rain kind of kind of screwed us over on on that deer. Yeah. So. so, and I can understand that. Of course, this is coming from a guy that just picked up a stick. So, um, I mean, obviously, on my end, I've lost some technology. My effective range has gone from a hundred to about twenty. So, a little bit different. But I still pack a range finder. I'm still going to carry high-end optics, and I don't bring a GPS very often, but I pack in a satellite phone. I could send smoke signals, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I pack in a sat phone, so I'm probably a little bit hypocritical <laughs> as well, but what are you laughing well, at, Frank? What if you need, a, what if you need that, that treatment, you know, the, the mm. helicopter treatment? I, well, there, you can't I call one of those in with a smoke signal. Probably not. And you, you pr- certainly can't do any sexting, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> you make a penis out of smoke and send it up in the air. Frank, have you done that? <laughs> I'm going to try this year. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh, what? Well, what would you guys say as we're talking about this? I know you can't navigate where the dam, can you? Oh man, I'm pretty good. I, you know, in the daylight, I'm good when I can see the. No, mountains. I mean, can you read a map and compass? Hmm, man, that's that's debatable. Okay. Some days I can, some days I can't. Do you know what a declination diagram is? Negative. Okay, we're good there, Frank. <laughs> you're getting better, aren't you? I'm. So that's one thing that I did learn after after uh, the whole time we got misplaced (laughs) but you taught us and then you had that podcast with brian which i listened to and then i went out and tried it with you and by myself in my own areas so 
It just um, makes you nav faster no, the way that I do it's, it. It's smart. I mean, I'm like, I'm the Band-Aid guy. Like, I, I got a GPS. I got a GPS. I know the well, sun will come I'm, this way and go that way. Like a lot of the places I go, I've been there a, a million times and I can't get lost. But like you're talking about going out of state, it, this is something that yeah. you need to know. Otherwise, you're going to get well, fucked over, if you're, I, especially yeah. if you're by yourself. Yeah. Dark, dark timber is one thing like West Side, the West Coast and a BC. Everything looks the same. And I've got a pretty damn good sense of direction and there's when we were on my moose hunt uh the the guide got lost twice and the one time i looked the at guy brian, did yeah i looked at and i've got a damn good sense of direction i looked at brian and brian's like i'm not saying shit because i get lost easy but i think you're right we're going the wrong way and i was like hey brother <laughs> the fucking truck is that way and we were going the opposite way and then Two days later, we were going again, and uh, we basically, if you're watching, we took off from here, started heading the right way, did a loop, and started heading the wrong way. And I'm like looking around, and I'm like, hey, man, I think the truck is back that way. By that time, I was so fucked up that I had a sense of general direction, but I still over— the field we came out of was 400 yards wide. I missed that field. I was that screwed up coming back and I hit the road going into the field. And that was because I wasn't my doing my due diligence at that time where I normally would if I'm leaving, leading the group or, or I'm not expecting a guy to know I'm paying attention. When I started paying attention, it was a little too late. I only knew we were going the wrong way, but I wasn't as hundred percent sure the right way. Now a GPS would, would fix all that, right? You right. could have, and, and actually the one time we, I got us out of there, we, I used my watch to get us out because I'd marked the truck. But again, you know, is that a Band-Aid? Is that a bad thing using a GPS? I think that paying attention to your surroundings is vitally important because when your GPS goes down, if you haven't been paying attention and if you're in timber, right, the best you can hope for is walk downhill, hit a creek, walk out, and some hitchhiker picks you up and drives you back to your truck, which I have had to do. Yeah. Well, I've only, I've hunted out of state a few times and, you know, like I think probably one of the hardest places that I'm like you, I would say that I have a pretty sound, uh, you know, just knowing what, you know, the direction that I need to be in and just knowing my way and then counting ridges and all that. I feel like when I was able to afford my first GPS, I, I got more lazy just because you mark the truck, put it in your backpack and then you just go, you almost feel like you don't have to worry about it. But, uh, having a good sense of direction is also something that, you know, I've just always had a strength in. And like when I went to Idaho, when we were hunting bears with Dan state and like every ridge top looks the same, they, you know, there, there's so many clear cuts. It, it, it's, it, it's tough because you're like, man, I thought I was just over there or over here. But, you know, I when I grew up, I used to start you know, walking in the woods with my dad at five. And one of the things that he just instilled in me is make sure you count the ridges. If you cross a creek, count just having a mental note and just trying to remember what you went through. I think when you do have technology, like at, I'm just speaking for myself, I've stopped doing that. But for the most part, I have an idea. I know where I'm at. I look at maps in the new areas that I'm going to start hunting. I'm going to Alaska in August. And again, I'm going to have a guide, so I shouldn't have much to worry about. But I'm still looking at maps, looking at the area, because I don't want to be in a position where, you know, I'm going to get lost or, you know, get turned around. I'm going to have my wife with me. So for me, it makes, and, and I'm pushing her to do the same thing. So I might be taking some. Luckily compass. in Alaska, it's harder to get lost in sheep country, in oh, my I'm opinion. Sure. I haven't been there as much, but right. Colorado is nice when you're up high. It's pretty hard to get lost in Colorado. Yep. You can get, I've gotten misplaced finding my brown super tarp, trying to be super ninja. Yeah. yeah I look for that motherfucker for like four hours before. <laughs> really? So, oh man, I tell you, I mean, 
all these things that I try and teach are from a collective of long-term yeah. fuck-ups of mine. So one thing is my elevation where I pay attention to my watch. If I know my watch is, at, or my, my, I'm at 10, eight, let's say my, 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 my camp. When I hit that 10, 10,800 elevation foot grid line or on my watch, it says that all I got to do is side hill. I'm going to run into it eventually. I'm going to get close. Yeah. Right. That's something I just kind of figured out, right? Like that stay on that grid line. Well, that only works if your watch is correct, for one. If your elevation <laughs> comes off, you're, you may not find it. And if you don't mark that with a GPS, you have to pay super close attention. Or sometimes you can ribbon around it, you know what I mean, in different places of entry to find it. There's to, there's tons of ways to skin a cat as far as that goes. But I've gotten one Idaho, you know, because I hunted up with Avery. And oh, yeah. I go by myself a lot. Yeah, but there's times I've gotten pretty fucked up. Like... Luckily, I'm in shape, and I'll just walk because there's so many logging roads. Yep. And by process of elimination, <laughs> I got to go downhill. So if I'm just going downhill, and eventually I, I this actually happened. Eventually, you know, you're talking about counting ridges. When everything is a giant cliff and a ridge, and Idaho, North Idaho is steep, I couldn't remember where the hell I was. And I'm like, I guess I'll go down. And I went down for a ways and then it hit kind of cliffs and then I was like I guess it'll go down I guess I'll go down some more and uh eventually I found you know figure out how to get my way out you guys take over for a second yeah so Luke you haven't said much didn't you just come back from Arizona from from killing a, a javelina? javelina yeah you know like I said we were there with uh guys with Justin grew up when in school you know and mm -hmm. wrestled with and they knew the area yeah. And it's a lot different hunting because it's more uh, flat. I mean, there is a little bit of canyons there, but it's flat. And so, I mean, to get lost there, you got to be just pretty much <laughs> fucking retarded, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you definitely get hot. It's definitely hot there. I mean, to me, that's going to be a hunt that I do every January. Yeah. It's fun, man. You get in some warm weather and um, – it's it's a blast. Do you guys it's have coos deer tags too, or just I didn't get the coos deer tag. Yeah. I mean, I I hunted coos deer with Justin. I think two years ago before that, and it was fun, but it wasn't just my cup of tea. We yeah. seen some monster muleys there, though. Was it in the same spot? Yep. Where you went this year, where you were coos yeah. deer hunting? A little bit. Yeah, pretty close. Same area. Yeah, same area. They told us, you know, we could pick up deer tags, but I was on one mission. I just wanted. You I wanted, wanted to have Lena. Yeah, I wanted to have Lena's and. It was just, um, it was just fun. Like I just wanted to make it mm -hmm. that trip, you know. Mm -hmm. And for me to talking about the GPS deal, I mean, if you got it, use it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. got it and I use it. For and sure. I, you know, granted, yeah, you gotta don't be a dipshit out there. Know your landmarks. You know, I definitely think knowing where your base camp's at or where you park the truck is very important. But, I mean, if you do got a GPS, yeah, use it, you know. Don't try to be an Aaron Schneider and then out there <laughs> trying to be a uh, – Schneider. I think, uh, <laughs> I think one thing that you've talked about before is it's a super perishable skill. So if you don't look into it or if you don't practice it, then it goes away. The land now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it does um, yeah. pretty quickly. But I think uh, – you know, every time we go out, you know, we're doing training. I'm always brushing up or using it, but um, I think uh, there's a lot of counting how many clicks we have to do and, and all. A lot that. of clicks to do. Let me see that map. You wouldn't say Chinese is, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, on Tropic the, Thunder. The reason why I started to to or kept, you know, manually 
navigating was it's faster. Like I can, I can navigate super fast. I don't have to look at a, a screen. I get a, a, a direction an azimuth and I follow it and I can get there faster. You know, for me, if we, if we were all in a group, okay. And we're all at camp and there was three miles away, we had to be at a lake. Um, I'm the last one getting there. (laughs) I'm probably going to, you know, a physical fitness being equal and not a bragging thing. I'm probably going to get there first in this group because I have more but land navigation experience, I guess, where you guys may be looking at your GPS more. Maybe not. It doesn't matter, but it's faster for me. I think you'd probably get there first. You could probably all, all <laughs> I mean, make us faster. It might be debatable. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not from physical ability. That's I've really learned to follow like catching features, uh, handrails where I can follow in different things and run when I need to. I've, I've just practiced that, and those are things I've tried to teach, you know, People and Frank probably gets tired of listening to me talk, giving him like, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing this?" He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" But I mean, there's <laughs> other things. Total change of tuning, right? You're talking about tuning. There's a lot of guys that message me and say, "Hey, I'm shooting a whatever Beeman 400, and my arrow only weighs 408 grains. Can I just start screwing in a bunch of weight to the front to add arrow weight?" And I'm like, "Well, you can, but your arrow is going to fly like shit." Oh yeah, that is a and it's good for us to, to talk about this. That is kind of like a building block skill you need to learn is, is how to correctly spine your arrow. When guys ask that question, I try to be as clear to them as I can because you can't just screw. You got to change your arrows, right? You got to get a stiffer spine arrow, add weight to the front to weaken that a little bit, and then you, you're good. Those are all things that they're not readily available for everyone, right? You got to dig sometimes. It may be YouTube, it may be a buddy, it may be whatever, your local shop. But I think trying to learn those things is great for people. I think, you know, the more knowledge you have, the better off you are. And I know you know know how to tune and you're getting really good at it. Have you screwed around with it much? I have and uh, that's why I haven't hit any animals. (laughs) 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 Well, you know, I I take all my stuff down to no limits there with Phil because he he shows me. He teaches me. Yeah. If it's not him, it's it's Bo. You know, it, they literally try to show me, and I, you know, I just don't want to be a guy that drops my stuff off and here make it better. You know, I want to learn. You know, I think it's cool that you know Frank, you're you're lucky because Aaron gets to, you know, share some of the knowledge. I, I don't mean, think it, he feels lucky. No, sometimes. he does. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does. He, but it, you know, at the same time, you know, it, it's just like growing up. You know, if you had you know a mentor yeah. showing you something how to play baseball whatever or fight thing. right fight, you probably beat the shit out of me because yeah. you've been fighting since how when did you start i hope shoot ever since i got out of my mom's womb i see and i'll, I'll run yeah. right i'm pretty sure i'm faster than you <laughs> i'll guarantee you <laughs> but you know what i'm saying it's just like having a mentor and, and that's what he is he's he you're he's a jedi and he's making you into one <laughs> see i i the other i'm the apprentice been, well, how many times in the last two weeks have you want to slap the shit out of me he's pretty modest uh, about that too i can no. think of three no, yeah, don't lie. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little tough love, and that's all. That's all he gave <laughs> yeah. me there. The vain one. I was like, it he was, is humble, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. I like it. He's humble. I would have said that if I shouted out to like four or five times. <laughs> it's it's funny though, because so Frank's got the pimp cave downstairs, and then uh, our I would say our evening rituals we all eat together, and then Frank goes back down and. What do you, I don't know. I, I haven't been down in the pimp cave for a while. What do you do down there? I just watch movies or whatever. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> but that's bigger. Than, downstairs is bigger than your old apartment, right? Oh, dude, it's way fucking nice. it's, it's huge. Nice. I had to give him the other day. I had all his shit stacked in front of the garage door to remind him to bring it downstairs because he has the entire downstairs and I have the garage. 
and a lot of his shit was in the. Dude, ground. you know what's fucking funny? That Sitka jacket. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I put it in front of the door. So, or what did you say? What About, you said? You needed to move it. I'm like, I know it's on the ground in the in the garage. You're like, it's because I fucking put it there <laughs> <laughs> to remind oh, you to grab it. It was, it was on the washer. It was your. It was Sitka. So. When we went to Alabama, I wore First Light this time, and he wore Sitka because we were bouncing around all this clothing kind of as a gear review, right? Uh-huh. So you wore Sitka last time, but then I gave you mine that I wore last time to kind of different layering systems, and I wore First Light. Well, my Sitka shit that I gave him was sitting on top of the washer for like a week. So I stacked it in front of the garage door, and you were like, hey, that Sitka stuff's in front of the garage door. And I was like, I fucking put it there so you take it. So, but no, the, uh, the, we generally sit and hash things out, whether it be the podcast or talk shit about people in the industry or whatever at dinner. And uh, that's when Frank really comes to life. It's pretty funny. Nice. Um, we can't really ever post that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we there was a vein thing last week where he asked me questions about veins. I may have had slightly less sleep than I needed. And I went off. I'm like, what are you even talking about? How do you even fucking know? Have you even tested those things? And, and then I, like 20 minutes later, he's like, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Oh, are you mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Frank, are you okay? He's like, I'm not mad, but if you keep asking me if I'm mad, I'm going to get mad. <laughs> uh, what else were we talking about? Oh, oh your no. bow. I'm sure the list could go. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like the fucking white bow, man. It's not... It's not the white bow he I have a problem like with. It. He's, he's, he's racist. shooting a tournament bow at seventy-five pounds for hunting, and then he's got a hunting bow that he doesn't hunt with. And then he asks me, "What bow do you think I should get?" And I was basically like, "You're not going to listen to me anyway." So, well, if I recall, that's the white bow that when you guys went to uh, it was Montana, right, for mm-hmm. the big sky shoot. Yeah, and he was shooting lights out. It yeah, made me a lot of money. I think, that he, I think he beat all the gladiators. Uh, not all of them. I beat. Every single one of them. Frank. <laughs> How do those gladiators like Frank. to sleep on the ground? Are they Frank. much for outdoors? Frank, did I beat you? You beat me one time uh, out of uh, four. Uh, yeah. of four. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron, what was your question? <laughs> it sounded like they didn't like sleeping on the ground very much. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now. I got some gladiators that are vicious in the cage. But when it comes out to straight up being in the woods, set of freaking prima donnas, <laughs> I'm not lying. It's, it's, it's a little frustrating at times. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I have a choice to be sleeping in a camper or on the floor, uh, yeah, I'll give you the camper, right? It's just common sense. But at the same time, it's just like, come on, dude, man up and sleep, you know? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have slept outside with Frank. Um if I knew there was grizzly bears out there, like, and that's <laughs> and the, in the camp. The camp lady came by the next day. Yeah, we had some grizzlies in camp the other night. And We're I like, was like, oh, oh man. I was thinking, what? What an idiot. I yeah, you got any extra room in that camper, bro? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lord. That was it. Uh, you guys were at um, Big Sky. The Big Sky. Yeah, because we went out there, but we, we there was no camping involved. We stayed in a hotel. It yeah, was nice. nice. Yeah. Long drive. Well, and. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that was our first time out there in Montana and, you know, Yellowstone. It was it was awesome, you know. There's a few times that some of the guys never even been out there. I'd never been out there, so we just kind of wanted to take it in, like a little camping trip and, you know, have fun, shoot bows, and, you know, a little tort life here kind of showed us what's up. And 
He's definitely, he's definitely good. You know, I give him uh, that. That's with fun. the white bow. With the white with, bow. You guys camped bow. off the Gallatin, right? The Gallatin yeah. River right there? Yeah. We, mm. we we stayed somewhere similar or close by where you guys were at mm-hmm. this year. I noticed right. if I need to blend in, like for operational security, I need to have one of those Chacos and then a short sleeve button down <laughs> kind of a flannel <laughs> fly fishing shirt. In, in Montana? In Montana yep. to oh, fit in. I was going to do the I was going to do the Cholo. Just going to button the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, to fit in in that Bozeman area, I definitely need sandals. I need to get skinnier. That's for sure. Yep. And then you got to wear that short sleeve button up thing and occasionally what's that beanie hat looking thing with the brim what are those called i don't know they have the little rim on there yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have to get to pull one of those off you got one don't you what the i'm just fucking with uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm thin enough are you guys, you're, you're complaining are about. you talking about that hipster hat yeah like it the one we showed you the other day uh what did she call it I it was like remember. a 1930s style hat or some weird shit. Are you shit? talking about the one that ties up top? No. no that's a Stormy that's Cromer. That's, that's what pimp. I was talking about. Yeah, no. You, you want to get places to hunt in Alberta, wear a Stormy Cromer to really? the front door. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that is one place where it might be better off if you go up there and you do look like a total like redneck. Mm-hmm. They're letting you in the door, right? Yeah. Like, I, but I mean, it's... We, when we were asking permission, we were so far in the middle of, you know, we're out quite a ways. It was funny. We'd call and say, hey, we're heading out to hunt on your land today. You guys want lunch? They're like, 90. Come visit. We're out at 1145. And I'm like, man, this lady's cool. <laughs> That's Dale awesome. will be back from town by then. And <laughs> literally, <laughs> I was like, looking at harder. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of, you know, the shit we're eating. You want to go over there? He's like, dude, we're hunting. And I'm like, we got to go visit. And he's like, yeah. man, we'll never leave. They like to talk because they're so bored out there that has nothing to do with technology yeah. but uh cool people up there i have to say that's cool how'd you yeah. pay them back you know what they were yeah no kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they were they were suit they just let you that's awesome. on their land yeah that's, that's cool that's it's cool. not like that in nebraska anymore not no, very easy anymore no. no it's definitely not like that in nebraska yeah but should we wrap this one up any, sure. any final thoughts from y'all um no just thanks for having us out here yeah i didn't sure. expect this yeah. but justin's yeah. got a fight coming up right yeah man april 14th i got two fighters fight on that night uh justin gaichi he's the main event uh it's fox sports one it'll be free on tv so you can watch justin and you can probably see me in the corner hopefully i i look kind of good in there doing my <laughs> job. and i got uh matt lopez he's fighting on the card too so it's gonna be a big night for us uh, the gladiator's gonna do some work <laughs> No, that's good. And then, and then we'll feast afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And then you, Santino, you you drew an elk tag and you got a sheep tag plus guy, your normal tag. This guy's freaking. He's got a horseshoe in his ass. So, <laughs> I, he said it to me. He showed me it. And I was like, you are the luckiest dude in the <laughs> Ever. Yeah, it's going to be a busy year. I'm trying to, you know, figure all that out. And then we have our bear hunt. So, yeah. that there's just a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of planning. But I'm super excited. Yeah, we're going uh, – Four, four, five of us are going to BC on a. Uh, it's going to be kind of a kafaru slash redneck slash uh, killing bear hunt. That sounds fun. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try and film it, make a video out of it. And uh, there's not a lot of. Um, let me explain it now, right? There's no service up there whatsoever. But you can go into this 
little town that has a community center with Wi-Fi. So there won't be any live updates, but we can update at the end of every night. Usually I'll drive over there either in the morning because no one hunts in the morning out there and I'll upload what's going on. So we'll try and do that on all our Instagram and social media pages, upload what's happening uh, on the hunt. We're going with Jeff Lander um, in May, so that'll be cool. And then, yeah, you got a Utah elk hunt. Yep, Utah on the Wasatch. Everything in Colorado and then a sheep hunt in August. Yep, sheep hunt in August. Yeah. And you, you drew that? Well, yeah, I won it in the Full Curl Society raffle at the Western Hunting Expo last year. Dang. That's why I say. This is crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, go buy Luke, a lottery Luke ticket. Was the, Luke was buy, at the table. Yeah, go buy, go buy a freaking lottery ticket. Dude. Man, no win. Yeah, and then uh, I know what you're doing, Frank, because you're stuck with me for most of it. Yeah. Which that? is probably a good thing, though, huh? What? You get to go do some cool stuff. Oh, you know? dude, this, uh, this year's going to be awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. New, New Zealand, right? We got New Zealand. We got, uh, we're going to do a pack and hunt. For mule deer and elk in Colorado, North Idaho, North Idaho, Kansas, Alberta. Turkey, Alberta, um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going to be badass for whitetails. And yeah, they got monsters. We're up oh, in man. the air for uh, some of October. We're not hundred percent sure. That depends on if we get fired from spending too much money on hunts. <laughs> yeah. So we may people, we so may be looking for jobs, tax, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but everybody go and uh, like um, Santino and and uh, Luke's page. So you're Santino underscore Ma- Mantino. Mantino, yeah, and uh, you're Gladiators underscore Unleashed. And then it's we like to feast dot com. Yes, <laughs> we like to feast. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you actually yeah. look a little thinner. Yeah, man, I've been working out with the boys. Yeah. How's that going? It's, it's it's definitely showing my age when I get up in the morning. I'm yeah. definitely like, oh god. Yeah, I but it's good. You know, now. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. How, how's that going to make a comeback? Uh, tell me how that's going. It's I'm, good. She was just here. That's well, who she, I went out. Yeah, oh, okay. she's cool. I didn't mean to. Should have made. It. I, I think Frank uh, benefits as much from it on uh, some things as I do because um, she feeds the shit out of us. Yeah, she, yeah. It's going good, that's, Frank. Yeah, she said, "Don't call her mom though." Did you call no. She'll smack you. She'll smack the She's shit the same out of height me. as Frank. She doesn't fuck around. Yeah. yeah. I've heard her call Frank a motherfucker at least a hundred yeah. times. She yeah. seems real cool. I, I got, you know, I follow you guys all yeah. on social media and stuff. And, you know, she seems real cool. And she has to be to put up with you two oh, knuckleheads yeah, up. Uh, we're on the phone so much, too. And, con- I mean, something yeah constantly is going on yeah. you know or whatever so yeah she's been super supportive which has been great but and it's, then you're taking uh, cassandra on the sheep hunt yep oh lord so that'll be interesting yeah well she's uh she definitely can you know handle the physical side of it i wanted to bring you but you yeah. your schedule was booked in regards to Crazy. you know helping pick sheep but i did go to the sheep show this year like and that's something it's really cool to be you know if i can brag about her for a sec like she's like diving in you know there's some uh, pamphlets at alaska because you got to have either full curl or eight uh ear rings yeah i'll yeah. help you with that but yeah yeah so any anyways those are the things that like we've really like have do like dove into and now the shows that we've been going to and even just looking at taxidermy i've been really good at being or getting better at calling the age of a sheep and she's kind of doing the same thing so it's really interesting we've been training and saw you guys this past weekend over at golden but that's one of the things that we're i'm trying to step it up and then we're also going to hawaii in may for our 15 year anniversary when i get back from the bear hunt maybe hunting lanai for a few days so she's more trying to get in shape for that i'm just trying to get in shape more for the sheep hunt partially that too (laughs) so we'll see yeah well, cool. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. And uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting season. We'll have to get everybody on again after the. Uh, even though you're not going on the bear hunt, I apologize. Um, we'll have to get everybody. You can <laughs> talk shit from. The- 
<laughs> yeah. How many times have you invited me to hunt? Uh, how many times have I invited you guys to hunt? Tell Frank, me the truth. Mm, you invite a, Frank. a couple times. We a didn't lot. make it. We wanted to go with you, yeah, whitetail uh, hunting. I didn't well, we actually to go to Alabama with the white boys and said, Nebraska, <laughs> what's your <laughs> That's totally not true. No, it is too. <laughs> Come no, on. I'm just, it's all good. I know, just conflicts and, yeah. you know, it's good. We'll, we'll get out there. It's all good. Yeah. Maybe well, we can do something for turkey. Yep. Yeah. I'm definitely going back yeah. out to turkey hunting there. It's um, They have no shortage of birds there, and I got tons of I saw that video of go. you humping a a 3D target. What was that all? That about? was in your backyard, though. Yeah, wasn't that's it? in my backyard. Yeah. That's what you guys need to come out and do and help me set up Hump that your range. Targets. <laughs> yeah, they're all loose. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I got a three ring, uh, you know, three uh, 3D, 3D cars targets out there. I'm How many you got? I got probably about I don't know twenty so. I need to practice with the old struggle stick. I should come out there. Yeah. Is that going to be bad the first time I show up to your house? It's to use you for your three D course. <laughs> no. Right. I, I, in fact, <laughs> I, I want you to come out so maybe you can teach me a few things. Yeah. No, I can help you with that. We'll get a. We need to get a hinge release in your hand. I got. I got a couple of them for you. Well, that's what we were talking about. That's why I came down here too, because yeah. he, I, he, you know, they've been talking about that. I want to. Which try ones it. are you giving them? Mine or the yours? Horns. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, those are the worst ones, or what? No, I like those. No, well, I no shoot good. a Scott Anchor now. Yeah. No, the I, the Longhorn, the uh, Trueball HTs, uh, that Anchor, they're all good. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. It, it's. I mean, they'll all punch you in your face equally the same. There's. There's no. I'm uh, used to that. Bias. <laughs> Coming all fucked up. Did you fight last night? No, no. I shot my bow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous because I've never done it. So. Even that stand, what like if the hinge one doesn't work, that thumb one that I have because you can. It's not a true. It's not a hinge release, but you can treat it in the way that you anchor and just keep pulling your elbow through. You could, I guess, try to like simulate that. But that thing's been great because then I don't you want need no band aids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a band aid right there. Was that not a band aid? It, uh, it's another way to punch it off. But if you operate it correctly, they work great. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, but see, with the trigger in my hand, I look great in practice, and then I look like a rookie jerking off with an animal in front of me. I hammer that thing like I'll bend the. I'll bend the. The trigger. <laughs> Wham. My, my only thing is I, I every time I go hunting, I lose something, right? I lose something expensive. My worry oh, is I know. if I go out and I see an animal and I go find my look for my release, my you probably won't want to hunt with it. Yeah. yeah. It's just good for Well, practice. we have in the Army, what you need to dummy cord it to you. Is that what it is? Well, you tie it to yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's what I have. Yeah. yeah tie it to your I, wrist. I, well, maybe that's what I need to do then. Yeah. I remember a brand new set of binos that you left on the back of your truck on an elk hunt. <laughs> Are you one of those guys that you lose so much shit that the, I'll start like checking my own pockets that I lost some of my shit? Yeah, dude. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. All my buddies will go behind me. You got to do the circle of safety. I know. Dude. <laughs> Before you move, circle around, make sure Luke didn't leave anything. Seriously, it's bad. Yeah. All right. Okay, we should close this one off. But thanks for uh, hopping on, you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Later.